0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the Hallmark original film, A Harvest Moon. You certainly do not have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, as when you listen to it you'll realise that it's a quite bland film of which we had not much to say about. But if you really care about that sort of thing, just be aware that the plot of Harvest Moon will be spoiled for you if you listen without having seen it. Enjoy.
0: When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a patty.
1: I enjoy pizza pie. He doesn't. Good good evening. It is I, your friend, (laughs) Paddy Johnston. I am your friend. I cannot show my face on camera because I am shy. I am your friend. (laughs) How are You.
0: It's either it's either Ryan Gosling or Sierra Burgess. I'm not entirely sure.
1: No, it is I. Your friend Paddy. Oh hi Max. (laughs) Oh hi (laughs) Neve. I have to go now. My parents are picking me up.
0: I need to show you a shirtless photo. Oh hey man,
1: (laughs) how's it going? Sorry, were you uh, were you just talking to someone else? I think
0: so. Yeah. Yeah that was uh, there was a mysterious stranger on the line but I felt very very enamored by them
1: Oh was it um was it Ryan Gosling
0: I think it might have been you know
1: I hear he gets up to this kind of thing a lot you know
0: <laughs> He's he's always sneaking into people's bedrooms just before they start recording a podcast and leaving little messages
1: Yeah it's it's like a service that he does for a, a quite reasonable fee <laughs> Similar to how you can hire Kanye West for an incredibly unreasonable fee to turn up to an event and interrupt someone and say, I'm going to let you finish.
0: That is is how he makes most of his money, I hear. Not through the music or business, but through interruptions.
1: That's a very 2009 joke. (laughs) It was a
0: very, very 2009 joke.
1: (laughs) So much so that, do you remember in 2009 towards the end of 2009 i i briefly tried doing stand-up comedy and i had this whole routine that was based around you know inviting kanye to interrupt events for you for a small fee because this was when the the whole yeah i'ma let you finish controversy broke um and i thought it was quite good but um the audience did not seem to agree with me
0: (laughs) i do remember when you did a bit of stand-up actually
1: yeah it was very bad I don't think it was bad. <laughs> well I remember like there were two there were two young women in the front row of this show that I did who were very drunk and they were laughing but they were definitely laughing at me, not with me. But at least one of them one of them was them laughing laugh. very hard and then she went, You're rubbish and then she was laughing at the fact that she'd said that I was rubbish. Like laughing at her own jokes. Which which is pretty bad. That is really. that
0: is pretty awful.
1: Do you like, do you laugh at your own jokes? I mean, obviously everyone knows that I listen back to this podcast regularly and laugh at my own jokes on that, but I think if you do a podcast, it's fine, because that's the whole point of a podcast, isn't it? It's just to have a self-congratulatory thing that you can put out.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between that and and doing stand-up and laughing at your own jokes. But I, I wouldn't say you were bad, I'd say, like, there were many worse people than you, in our university oh, yeah, circles, yeah. who did stand up? Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say Bernard Manning was alive at the time.
0: <laughs> w- was he alive <laughs> still, or was he dead? I don't
1: know. I'm gonna. Uh, do I want to Google Bernard Manning to find out? I mean, Bernard Manning I mean...
0: only did two funny things in his life. One of them was to appear on uh, Brass Eye, not understanding that it was a comedy show, <laughs> and the other was dying. It's um, a made-up drug. <laughs> Cake is a made-up drug. Um, yeah. He died in two thousand and seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. Got it open here. So he was dead at this point.
0: Yet funnier in death than in life.
1: Yeah, I think I remember saying to someone. I, probably, I should have said this in my stand-up set, but that at the time that like there are very very few people whose death I would celebrate. But he was genuinely and it's such a hateful, awful person that I felt like laughing at it.
0: He is a um, he was a proper bastard. Children Bernard Manning Jr. Good
1: god. Oh good grief. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he looks just like his dad, but if he hadn't had a career in comedy, he instead was like a regional sales manager for a company that sells like paper clips or something. Is
0: that what he does as well?
1: A David Brent type. No, I think he is also a comedian. But but obviously not a very good or famous one.
0: I I was going to say that he doesn't you know, he, Bernard Manning was never really a comedian, was he?
1: <laughs> well, no. In his own mind he was. An
0: absolute bull bag.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's not dwell on him. How was <laughs> how was your weekend?
0: <laughs> it was it was good, yes. I was in Amsterdam for the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's somewhere I have not been
0: to. It was it was really nice. Um the uh party boy aspects of it were very um overstated, I think. There wasn't a lot mm-hmm. of that going on, and I know we weren't in peak stag do season, but nonetheless, you didn't really. There was obviously a lot of people stag. around, but it was generally people um, having a bit of having a bit of pot, going for a wander. It's a very mm. relaxed, nice city.
1: It sounds very good. Sta- Stagdu's isn't Prague the more of the Stagdo yeah, place? Yeah. So
0: Amsterdam was big, but now people have started going further afield, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a really lovely place, and like we we avoided all of the, the naughty stuff that you can do in Amsterdam, obviously, because I'm now 30. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so we... Um,
1: you don't want to get naughty anymore, you just want to have a nap. I want to have
0: a nap, so yeah, we did lots of museums and stuff like that. Went to the flower market, ate lots of good food, it was very nice.
1: Did you go to the Anne Frank house?
0: No, because um, there's massive queues to get in. And it was raining when we were there. So we were like, no, nah, yeah. let's not bother.
1: Cool. Well, I was in Leeds and was also pleasantly surprised by the lack of stag party action. Because oh, really it was the um, the Thought Bubble Comic Art Festival, which I go to every year to to sell comics with my company, Good Comics. And it's a tradition that we go to this karaoke bar every, every um, night on the Saturday. Um, and every time we've been there the last couple of years, there's been... Um, some stag do's in the room. Usually it's quite good because lots of comics people come and then they even the balance out and start to outnumber the stag people. But apparently last year, the one year that I wasn't there, they couldn't outnumber the stag people. So that was good. But even though this year there were very comparatively few of us, there weren't any stag parties in the room, but there were two hen parties and I sang No Scrubs by TLC and both the brides loved it. So, you know, I knew the crowd that I was playing to.
0: Oh, very good. Very good.
1: Whereas a couple of years ago, there was a, a stag party and the stag had on uh, like a David Cameron mask and the the dudes all had pig masks on. And they all <laughs> sang Arctic Monkeys songs, literally like five Arctic Monkeys songs in a row. It was, was,
0: was it the Arctic Monkeys on a stag Maybe, maybe
1: it was, yeah. It's Imagine a, that, uh, get up to sing your own song <laughs> in the karaoke bar. <laughs> I guess if you've got it, flaunt it.
0: I remember um, the lead singer of Slipknot, whatever his name is, Corey, Cody? Corey Taylor. Corey Taylor. Um, He once wrote about um, how he used to love doing karaoke. So so he'd get up and he'd sing a cheesy 80s rock song. And people would always come up to him afterwards and be like, oh, you've got a really good voice. You should be in a band or something.
1: (laughs) This is like when they used to wear the masks and no one knew what they looked like. Exactly,
0: yeah. Um,
1: Before he decided to reveal his face and be in Stone Sour.
0: Which is the worst kind of uh, flavour of sweet, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not only do they taste bad, they hurt the mouth a lot because they're... (laughs) Because
0: they're literal stones.
1: (laughs) Actual rocks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Um, So, yes. But all of this meant that I...
1: Yeah, it was. It was a really, really nice weekend. I got back really late on Sunday and then went to work on Monday morning, so I'm still kind of catching up a bit. But it's cool, which all means that I watched Harvest Moon almost a week ago. So because it was such uh, an instantly forgettable film, I can't remember a single detail of it, so we have to end the end the podcast here.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would try and help you, Paddy, but I also watched it before my holiday, so also pretty much a week ago. and. I again cannot remember anything about this film. It did it did not leave an impression.
1: No, it it did not. Um, Claire and I watched it together, and it's it's usually the kind of thing that she likes. But she was she was nonplussed, and at the end, she just sort of went, "No,
0: nah, no," nah.
1: you know, just like that.
0: I I I understand that sentiment. Um, I did I did not enjoy Harvest Moon. No, um,
1: enjoy is definitely the wrong word. It's not hateful, though, is it?
0: No, it was a, it's a tolerable movie. <laughs> it's adequate. You can put it on in the background when you're doing your taxes, and it won't distract you too much.
1: <laughs> I was whelmed.
0: <laughs> you were whelmed. I was gruntled. Um, so, so, Harvest Moon. Um, a, Not the game, not the song. Not the game, not the song. Um...
1: The song by Neil Young and the album are some of my faves. It's a very nice song.
0: It is. It is a nice song. Um, and and so in in the movie, which has nothing to do with any of the better things relating to Harvest Moon, um, a a woman is rich. She spends a lot of her <laughs> dad's money.
1: You can imagine that that's how they write it down the be- the beginning of the like plot treatment or whatever. Just as a woman is rich, <laughs>
0: a woman is rich. The year is two thousand and ten. <laughs> a woman is rich.
1: <laughs> Imagine that a woman being rich.
0: <laughs> um. So she. So she spends a lot of her family's money, her her dad's money, on stuff. Um, she
1: she loves to shop because ladies she, love shopping.
0: She, every woman loves shopping. That is a, yep. that is a truth. It's definitely not. Um, an inaccurate statement at all, and definitely doesn't matter stereotype. what you're shopping
1: for, um, whether it's clothes, spark plugs, pets, whatever it might be. Women love to women, shop.
0: Women love shopping, and more than anything else, apparently, according to this movie, and 1970 stereotypes everywhere. Women love buying things like shoes and bags and stuff.
1: Yeah, or 2015 stereotypes because this film was made relatively recently. But also, she has a blog, like it's 2006. (laughs) As if a rich influencer like her wouldn't be creaming it from doing nothing on Instagram.
0: She would be a fashion blogger, making lots of connections with companies and getting free shit.
1: Yeah. And she would definitely have gotten in trouble once or twice for not saying that a paid post was a paid post. Yeah, there would and di- be the and disappointed all her fans.
0: There would be the paid post where she doesn't say that it is and then there'd be the emotional apology video. Oh, yeah. And then that would happen about 3 times.
1: <laughs> Instead of an emotional dad speech, emotional apology video. There
0: th- there's lots of loops in um in online entrepreneurs of this type. There's the uh there's like the YouTube fashion or, or makeup blogger who routinely has to apologise for making money off stuff and not explaining that they're making money off stuff. Then yep. there's my favourite and least favourite phenomenon of them all, which is the Nazi apology from someone who plays video games online. <laughs> <laughs> which happens a lot, and oh, we you all mean, know the big like,
1: names. Pewds has said the N-word for the like 11th time this year. Here comes the apology. Here Ooh. comes the
0: apology, and everyone's saying how brave they are for saying it. And, yeah. and you know for 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 admitting their fault and then leave it a month and then they're filming another dead body or <laughs> explaining that, that black people are more likely to commit crime than white people or some yeah. other such bullshit um and and yeah there, there's lots of that going on um in in these circles and and i suppose it is interesting and I, i'm sorry i will get back from this weird diversion soon but that but there is something to be said about having to always be on brand and having your brand being the same as your personality that i think makes these people lose their minds a little bit and it happens quite a lot with the with the big names on things like youtube um and 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 i think it must it must be a more difficult life than people give it credit for because they never have any downtime whatsoever their entire life is based around those social interactions yeah, um, I, would which must be incredibly difficult. That.
1: I would not enjoy it remotely if I just had to kind of be always thinking about the next thing. That's the thing with the YouTube economy. If that's what you rely on, like you, you have to, you know, you have to be posting stuff every day, new stuff. And that's why most of the videos from the people, these people who somehow do something interesting, then have a lot of people following them who expect stuff to be churned out. Their stuff then gets really boring because they feel they have to post like boring shit all the time just to keep people like interested in their feed or whatever. I, I am glad that I do not make my money that way because I would hate it. What I'd rather do instead is toil in obscurity writing a novel for probably four to five years to then make 2000 pounds and then go back to my day job.
0: I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd be quite happy to be a phenomenon for a bit and then be like, well, yeah, see you later. Yeah, bye. Um, but yeah, I think I think people think that those kind of jobs are easier than pe- than they actually are.
1: I mean, in the case of some of the YouTubers, they genuinely are as easy as you think they are. But for some of them, yeah, it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah,
0: I think there's a heavy emotional cost for that kind of stuff. But but yeah. um, our main character in um, in Harvest Moon does not have to worry about any of that. No, because she has a blog.
1: She is a blogger.
0: And, and uh, instead, she has to worry about suddenly her family losing all its money.
1: Suddenly, everything in their home is being repossessed for over a period of about a month. So it seems like it's all okay. Did you notice this? That like every time she has a scene with her dad, it's the same like removals guys moving the same stuff from the house out to the removals truck. And the scenes are all like different days and different weeks, but they're still moving stuff out of the house. That really made me like laugh out loud every (laughs) time it went back to (laughs) it. It's like they're still going. Yep. There you go.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it's funny that there, there is this continual... It, what I imagine it is, is that they had the big house for filming for one day, and they just decided to get all of those shots out of the way at the same time, rather than letting all of the removal people take the stuff out and then have a few of them sitting sad around the house.
1: Yeah, that, they definitely like could only afford to pay the removal guys for however much time. They were probably actual removal guys. Yeah, pay probably. by the hour. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts, it shows us she's rich. She's with her rich friend having a laugh. She's doing a blog. They're doing a shopping. Uh, she says, he called me irresponsible. Can you imagine? I can't remember what that is in response to, but I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> she's using a selfie stick. That's how, that's how you know she's selfish because she uses a selfie stick. And then suddenly, literally everything is being repossessed and... Her dad's trying to do an emotional dad speech, but he keeps getting interrupted by his finance guy who's come in to say some random finance words to tell you that they've lost everything without giving you any details of how it happened
0: yeah they um there is no real explanation apart from he did a bad on the markets
1: yeah he he didn't he did not buy low and sell high
0: he he rode low and bought Marmite. Um, And yes, it did not go well for him. Um, And so they end up, yes, only having a few things to their name, one of which is a pumpkin farm. And so off our hero goes to the pumpkin farm to see what's going on.
1: Yeah, Uh, still incidentally driving a very nice car, because even though they've got money problems, the money problems never become an actual problem. That's the thing about these these kind of setups in film and in books as well. It's like they ne- they so rarely actually deal with what it's like to genuinely have to economically struggle. It's all just like used as a very cheap plot device. She's still got her nice car and her nice clothes.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I suppose it is a bit realistic in a way, because whenever you see incredibly rich people losing everything, they never really lose everything. Yeah they they default back to what would be a really nice situation for your average human being which is what happens here so she turns up at this pumpkin farm and is like oh what a dump when it's a really really nice little farm
1: yeah it's actually really nice like the, the outside of the farm looks really nice it's got a massive fuck-off kitchen where like aunt hilda or whatever her name is is it aunt hilda She's like always cooking up something really nice. It's
0: bloody lovely. It is, it is really nice. But um, cuz it's
1: not the city, it's it's bad.
0: Yeah, and and I mean that's something that you can take away from this movie is that anything other than the big city is a bad place to be.
1: Yeah, anything rustic is bad and yeah, smelly. Exactly. Until if you If you turn up at a farm you will automatically instantly fall in a puddle.
0: Yep, and then Until you find true love, you will find no love in the countryside. But then as soon as you do, the countryside is this magical place with no problems. Just barn dances.
1: It's very bad until a sexy farmhand smooches you at a barn dance, basically.
0: Yes. Um, Which is is the general plot of this movie, isn't it? She turns (laughs) up at the farm. There's a sexy man. They, they who doesn't a, help her out of the mud they have a bit of a, a caustic relationship at first but then he grows to love her and then they have a bit of a barn dance and and they fall in love and everything's all good at the end because they manage to sell pumpkin gunk
1: They they fall in love and everyone's loose ends are tied up at a party within like two minutes of each other which is how life works
0: that is exactly how life works Paddy everything has a resolution within a very short amount of time yeah
1: you know why it's never worked out for us is because we haven't had a pumpkin party. We need to have a pumpkin party.
0: Yeah, do we know anybody who has a farm?
1: Um. No, but you live near farms, right? I do.
0: We could probably... can
1: we, we just borrow one?
0: <laughs> just borrow one. <laughs> Invite everyone we know to a farm. Have a bit of a dance and then be like, you, <laughs> your problems are solved.
1: Yeah. You're like, what's your problem? No money? Look in your pockets, buddy. It's money. Uh, like, I've I've snuck up to him and like filled his pockets with pennies.
0: <laughs> You've got a money. Well done.
1: <laughs> You've got a money. What's your problem? Your horse died? Here's a new horse. It's, it's a, a wild horse that I found like in the back of the backfield. Where
0: did you find a wild horse in Sussex? <laughs>
1: well, Sussex is a big county, my friend. You they're all they're all hiding out, you see. Oh, amazing behind behind the bins down the pub. Uh, Wild horse
0: horses are well known for being behind the bins.
1: Yeah, it's because that's where they that's where they scavenge. You know, everyone thinks like that Britain has an urban fox problem or whatever, but you know, really it's urban it's an urban horse problem. It's just not being covered by the mainstream media because they're pushing the whole fox narrative because they're racist.
0: It's exactly right. Um, although foxes can definitely fuck off since it appears that the what people thought was a maniac cat killer in Croydon um, turned out, turned to, out to just be foxes killing cats.
1: No surprises
0: there. Um, so yeah, watch out if you have cats for urban foxes because they are absolute monstrous ends.
1: Yeah. Our neighbours have got three very nice cats and they come in our garden quite a lot. They so do. I we'll watch out for them yeah
0: they are very nice cats as well i have seen them
1: oh you've seen them haven't you yeah they are are very very nice cats but yeah so basically if we when we sort out our farm party all listeners are invited and you can come along and have your problem solved
0: yeah we will solve all of your problems
1: we'll tie up your loose ends as a service to you
0: the only thing you'll have to do is to do a little bit of a barn dance but you know what what's what's the price of solving all your problems
1: do a barn dance or sing an acoustic ballad that is your dead mother's favorite song,
0: yes, exactly, yeah, that's what you gotta do,
1: yeah, or sell some skin skin products that are made from something that grows on your property, whatever it might be.
0: It wouldn't be so nice if it was like turnip dust <laughs> turnip <laughs> Put this dust. turnip dust <laughs> on your skin
1: that that sounds like a drug from brass eye I've probably heard <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, or or like I don't know, swede puree. Oh, put some swede puree on your. Honestly,
1: teats. swede is the worst vegetable. Is it? Does it count as a vegetable? It's yeah, a root it's vegetable. a root
0: vegetable, isn't <sighs> it?
1: I hate swede.
0: I I don't like swede, but I find it is bland enough for it not to draw my hatred.
1: Uh, it's that's the thing. It's just beyond bland. It's almost bland but it just has a slightly sour edge that tips it over. You'd rather it was bland because then you could eat it without it being a thing. Or as um as the Americans call it, a rutabaga.
0: A rutabaga.
1: Yeah, you heard that? No. R U T A B A G A. That's what um that's what Americans call a swede.
0: Oh my god, it is, Which somehow that is the Swedish it somehow for... makes it even worse. That's actually the Swedish for a Swede as well.
1: All right. from Yeah, okay, I see here. From Swedish dialectical word, rotabagger. I've probably said that wrong. I've probably said that wrong. So, of course, because we're racist, we just call it a Swede. Yes. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if there isn't like an indictment of like the kind of colonialist British psyche, just like, yeah, that's the only thing that comes from Sweden. Call it a Swede. Done. <laughs> Say what you like about our old man's our old man Steeg. He ain't afraid to call a Swede a Swede.
0: <laughs> Although I, I do like the term neep, which I think is still used yeah. in Scotland sometimes, neep.
1: Yeah, haggis neeps and yeah. tatties, yeah. Oh. I never realized. I never made the connection that a Neep was the same as a Swede. Yeah, but I have eaten. It, yeah. I have eaten it and disliked it before. So that makes <laughs> sense.
0: <laughs> that does make sense, doesn't it?
1: Although I have to say, I don't mind haggis. Haggis is amazing. I, haggis
0: is all right. Haggis is really good, and it's very versatile.
1: Oh, you know what we should do? We should find a Scottish romance film to watch for Burns night. Oh,
0: that's a brilliant idea.
1: Yeah, that's got to exist.
0: It's got to be about haggis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's this called? Harvest Moon? It'll be called Haggis Moon.
0: Haggis Moon. If Um, it doesn't exist, we're going to make it. We we are going to make it. Um, But yeah, I think think haggis is one of those things which is very underrated. Yeah. Because it's actually delicious and people get put off by the concept of it. But in reality, what you're eating with haggis is no worse than eating any kind of meat.
1: Exactly. As if whatever meat that you like to eat, assuming you are a meat eater, if you're not, fair play to you. But if you know if you eat chicken or bacon or whatever, but you're you're like, oh, I wouldn't eat haggis. Like bacon is literally shaved off of a pig. Like that's pretty disgusting when you think about it.
0: It's pig bum shaving. That's pig what bum bacon shaving. is. I
1: think if they renamed that, the sales would go up.
0: Yeah, I think so as well.
1: And they could have like an advert that's like Gillette, bum <laughs> shaving.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Gillette, the best a pig can get. <laughs>
0: I miss that they don't do that still.
1: I know, the, the adverts are shit. They're always just full of, like, smug men slapping their freshly shaved cheeks on boats. I don't want that. I need to see sporty, rugged men.
0: Yeah, give me, give me that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I want to see, like, you know, Jurgen Klopp shaving his face.
0: Yes, I mean, I would love that. Although Gillette, no, not Gillette, Nivea is all about Liverpool at the moment. Oh really? Yeah, they're, they're one of Liverpool's sponsors So you always get lots of Liverpool players in the Nivea adverts Slapping their cheeks Excellent And being all like Oh yeah, I love Nivea
1: it's great. I'm well moisturised I'm ready to do a goal now
0: <laughs> I'm ready to score with my foot
1: <laughs> Yeah, my freshly moisturised foot <laughs> it's Just just rubbing the <laughs> Nivea into his boots
0: that's how you that's how you do well at the football
1: yeah which is basically what happens in harvest moon right because they have this pumpkin skin cream which i'm sure is not a thing by the way like pumpkin as far as i know doesn't contain any nutrients that are good for the skin and it's like the dead mum's pumpkin cream recipe that she never like um sold then of course they're going to monetize it because you gotta hashtag monetize it and that's how they eventually make the money that solves everyone's problem because money solves it all right
0: Money does solve it all. Um, however, <laughs> There's
1: <that is, laughs> always a but.
0: I, I did a little bit of digging at the time. I'm just finding my tabs of when I did my investigation into Pumpkin.
1: You don't mean tab the cola?
0: I do not mean tab the cola. I mean tabs on my browser, the ridiculous number of tabs I have open. And and there seems to be a trend of pumpkin skincare products.
1: Oh, okay. So, so, so I am wrong.
0: So treehugger.com, that established um, <laughs> website, <laughs> uh, has a list of 10 homemade beauty treatments using leftover pumpkin. Wow. So you can make a body sugar scrub or a body butter or facial masks.
1: I do want that scrub.
0: Um, or pumpkin pedicure.
1: Oh wait, 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 hang on. Tree hugger, I've gone on the front page and this is immediately extremely my shit. Permit free mono mini prefab house can be set up for twenty two thousand dollars. You seen these like tiny houses that you can build in the wilderness? Yes, Even though I know yeah. I live in a a relatively large house, so I would actually one day like to just live in a tiny house in the wilderness and not talk to anyone. That's the dream. <laughs> so whenever we'll I honest, see this, I? yeah, oh I'm gonna include this in the show notes because this is so nice. It's like next to a beautiful lake and oh my god yeah i want this this is the life that i want and it's called a mono can be built and shipped within eight six twenty two thousand dollars what's what's that in the extremely badly performing thanks to brexit british pound
0: so what's that around is that around 18k at the minute with our our pound doing that badly or has the pound bounced back a little bit
1: um 16.69 nice (laughs) it says it says here so yeah little under 17k that is fucking rubbish (laughs) welcome (laughs) to the currency podcast
0: welcome welcome to poundcast
1: we could not buy a lot of pumpkins with our rubbish
0: pounds we could not we could not um but also um it's not just treehugger.com onegreenplanet.org also says about how pumpkin can be used on your skin inhabitat.com has the same thing and even places like the body shop uh sell pumpkin body butter wow so i think there is something to it maybe this film has taught us something i'm family. a
1: fan of the body shop i'm i'm planning on saving up to go there to buy a new body myself
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just after a new leg just the one leg <laughs>
1: yeah like like a pirate
0: <laughs> yeah
1: also, there's a there's a company that builds cabins that's called Cabin Spacey. I bet they <laughs> bet they regret that name. I
0: think they're probably, <laughs> um, yeah, they're probably not doing so well now, are they?
1: Yeah, but yes, I want this cabin. But also, I wouldn't mind living in the farmhouse in Harvest Moon because it looks very nice. I would actually love the simple life of a pumpkin farmer. You'd never have to get emails from stupid people who don't know how to communicate. You'd just pull the pumpkins out
0: it would be all right wouldn't it
1: check the sprinklers reverse the tractor into the barn you know all, all fun it's all fun and games
0: yeah i'd um i'd be on board with that i'm not sure how i'd feel about being a farmer in general
1: no i think it's it's an oft romanticized and actually very very tough life apart of, i i don't know yeah i don't know that much about it really this is how it works these days. I suppose a lot of it is actually kind of really quite industrial farming, right? Which isn't particularly romantic.
0: Yeah. It's But um... it, if
1: you're farming pumpkins and making shitloads of money off selling your artisanal goop to Instagram influencers, I think that's a good life.
0: I think, yeah, that, that's a relatively comfortable life, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And, Whereas, and their pumpkin you know, they, farm they're farming nice. If you compare this to well, a completely different film, that's is, is, is so different that there's no point in really comparing it. But simply only because of the portrayal of farming, the film God's Own Country, which we watched however long ago, um, seems like a lifetime ago, some episodes ago, um, that was about that portrayed farming in a very very realistic and dark way in farming in the UK.
0: Yeah, maybe it is much rosier in America. Yeah, it's all the growth hormones and everything. <laughs> yeah it's because
1: they're allowed to eat chlorinated chicken
0: i mean who doesn't want to eat chlorinated chicken <laughs> i'm looking forward to eating chlorinated chicken myself yeah. when brexit comes around
1: so i think once we brexit our farming will be all nice again we'll we'll be farming pumpkins we I'm will sure.
0: we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be farming swedes
1: yeah pump pumpkins swedes as we're, we'll be allowed to call them again not yeah. having to call them by their politically correct None name. None of
0: this Ruta Bega nonsense. Yeah, Ruta Bega.
1: <laughs> Isn't the um, <laughs> the the rabbit in um, BoJack Horseman is called Mister Ruta Bega. He
0: is, Yes, yes. <laughs> He's not a very nice man, is old Ruta Bega.
1: No, I I saw a guy in BoJack cosplay this weekend, which is very. Oh, good. did you? Yeah, some very good, very good cosplays at the Thought Bubble Comic Con. There's a, a kid dressed as um Co- the Disney Pixar film Coco and then all his like um ghosty friends around him. If, it, if when they've done like a group cosplay and they've all done it well, that's always really nice to see.
0: Oh, that is good actually, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of like big scary wolf monsters that I don't recognise because I d- I run a comics company but I don't actually read comics.
0: <laughs> you read no comics?
1: No. I'm like, you know that meme of Drake where he's like, he's pushing away like that. That's me when I see a a comic book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you only make comics out of spite.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spite and
0: bitterness. You know what I hate? Comics. (laughs) That's why I'm going to make them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of like how all of the right wing people hate Twitter and hate all their fans. And like hate things, but want to engage with them. They hate safe spaces but they never shut up about them.
0: Yeah, they hate them yeah, but they they use them constantly and get very angry when anyone gets into their space.
1: So I'm just reading up about Google. You know how on Google and it's got like all the dumb qu- dumb shit questions that people ask and like you like I would never phrase a question like this. And it says is a, is a rutabaga and a turnip the same thing? And the answer is no.
0: No, they are not. Turnips yeah. are different from swedes.
1: Yeah. Turnips are usually white-fleshed with white or white and purple skin. Rutabagas are sweeter than turnips, supposedly. Actually, to be fair, I hate turnips as well.
0: (laughs) It's not a vegetable that anyone really likes, is it?
1: No. I I don't think I like any root vegetables.
0: Carrot?
1: Oh, yeah. uh, Carrots and parsnips I do like.
0: Would you count a potato as a root vegetable?
1: Well, this this is quite a topic of debate, isn't it? Mm. Um... Like is a potato a vegetable or is a potato a potato? Isn't it kind of its own thing? It but is, I mean, it, what's the definition of a vegetable?
0: It is wonderful, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm down with I'm down with potatoes, but I think I think um, this is shallot.
0: I'm sorry, you're a shallot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, I think we should move on because I'm talking a lot about. I'm on the Wikipedia page for called list of root vegetables. <laughs> Do you want to know where
0: I am right now, Paddy?
1: The same page.
0: I am on exactly the same page.
1: <laughs> welcome to the Paddy and Rob both look at the same internet page podcast.
0: <laughs> so welcome are... welcome to the root vegetable podcast, everybody.
1: There are a lot of, a lot of different categories. See so as true root, <laughs> root like stem, a tuberous root. <laughs>
0: see see they count they count sweet potato as uh, a root vegetable,
1: okay, a yam, also another stupid but, American but <laughs> yams are a different yam. kind
0: of thing altogether, aren't they Really?
1: yeah, I thought yam was just American for sweet potato or is that i mean, they different- might call
0: it that, but a yam is a different kind of thing to a sweet potato,
1: right, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm looking at. <laughs> Yam tubers on the list of root vegetables. (laughs) Not to be confused with YouTubers who we were talking about earlier.
0: No, you don't get very many um, racist root vegetables.
1: Yeah, there's there's only one or two. They're easy to spot. (laughs) Because they're rotten.
0: Oh, take that, root vegetables. Hmm.
1: Just like the core of the film Harvest Moon.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, should we get back onto this movie? Because I feel like there's not really a lot to say about it. No, I I don't feel like it's
1: not not completely fair to say that it's rotten, is it? It's not bad. There's nothing inherently hateful about it.
0: No, it's just kind of there.
1: Yeah, it wafts in and it wafts out of your life.
0: And it's it, it sort of it does its job, sort of. And then you instantly forget about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that is absolutely the purpose of the Hallmark Channel for which this film was made. That is absolutely the purpose of these films. It is the purpose of TV movies, as they're called. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. It's it's all about a nice, relaxing watch that makes you feel a bit good, and then you get on with things instantly afterwards.
1: Yeah, you're like, um, oh, that was a nice story. I saw where it was going, but still kind of appreciated the climax. You still wanted her to get with the sexy farm man. She got with the sexy farm man. You know, it was always going to happen.
0: Yeah, and and it all ends up okay for everybody. Yeah, um, and and so everybody. The, so they the, and yes, for literally everyone, it works out fine. And they so couldn't. They, possi-
1: they- There's no one you can't leave anyone not okay at the end of this kind of film. You, I mean, she could have just left her dad, who was like. Yeah, some of his stuff got repossessed, but he was doing fine, but he had to have a little dance with Aunt Hilda or whatever just to imply that they were going to get it on because nobody can be alone either. No. The only way you can be complete in these kind of movies is to be in a relationship with someone.
0: That's exactly right. That's how life works. Yep. Um, And, and they throw a, the odd bit of mold peril at you, don't they, along the way. So there's the whole she finds out that there's that they were trying to scam her out of her money to get the farm at a low rate. Yeah. Um, because they were initially being mean to her and making the farm look worse than it actually was because they thought they could get their family home back or some nonsense.
1: Yeah. No, no, that's the that's the thing that provides the whole like Jeopardy moment where she has to run away so that she can come back. And it's pretty weak, really. It's like the the friend overhears a conversation at the at the barn dance um the first barn dance, not the not the finishing climactic tie everything up barn dance, but there's a, there's another barn dance where her and the sexy farmer have already gotten together. They've smooched in the barn. They've smooched under the stars. They've walked hand in hand through the mud. They've they've done everything they need to do. And at that point, it's cu- it's already quite clear from their relationship and the way that the narrative is structured that yes, both of them might have been expecting different things from the situation or approaching it differently but at that point he's already stopped messing around with her and stopped trying to get the farmer at discount rate it's clear that they're just kind of going where they're going but she's still like oh you are definitely still doing this bad thing to me i'm going to run away now because my friend said so it was that's that side of it was very cheap
0: it was really dumb and like clearly that it was very half-hearted because this the line that she says is something like i need to go away and think about this (laughs) <laughs> there's there's no real like big dramatic storming off into the rain crying as as as, as country music blares in the background or yeah. anything like that it's just kind of she kind of saunters off and then reappears almost the next day and it's like hey guys it's all fine it's all good yeah. we're gonna make loads of money
1: yeah that's right it's it didn't really even show them kind of making up did it it just, yeah, it didn't. It didn't show them properly getting back together. It just did a kind of one year later thing, where she'd kind of re- she'd just kind of realised that it was okay, and then gone back to him. But you didn't even get to see it.
0: No, it's kind of like um, it feels like the end of a Disney film.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know, there's... man. Even even most Disney films at least have a couple of lines between the two people who need to kiss and make up or whatever. But, but
0: you know how a Disney movie has that kind of everything's okay here's everybody it it felt like that where it kind of just jumped from character to character and was like hey they're fine and they're fine and they're fine and they're fine
1: yeah which is why the black cauldron is the best disney film because it bucks that trend
0: (laughs) the black cauldron is actually a really underrated movie
1: i agree Um, It's underrated and very scary disney film
0: (laughs) yeah I, i don't know what Disney was doing in the late seventies through to the through to the late eighties. Um, everything prior to The Little Mermaid. Um, but that they really came out with some weird stuff like the black hole as well. Did you ever have you ever seen The Black Hole?
1: I don't believe that I have, no. It's a
0: live action sci fi Disney film about this space trip. Um, and it's all about this experiment to go into space. Um I think it was made in like either the early 80s or the late 70s.
1: Oh, wow. I have never heard anything about this. Wow.
0: And yeah, it's a very strange movie with cute little robots who then get sucked into a black hole. <laughs> it's, it's quite horrible. Um, and um, yeah, I remember I kind of liked the movie, but what I liked even more than the movie was from somewhere, I had like a pop-up book of the black hole. And I have no idea where it came from. It probably came from a jumble sale or something. My parents picked it up for like ten PM and was like, oh Rob likes space stuff. Here, have this. Um, and so I think I I I understood the plot first through this pop-up book before I'd even seen the movie. Um, but it's a really interesting little film. It's much more it's a much more interesting film than Tron, which goes down to sort of like that we all know is, that
1: you're, you're a massive Tron hater. Tron is
0: boring. Right? It is a dull <laughs> movie. Nothing happens. It's just got some neon in it.
1: I have never seen it.
0: Um, and um, whereas The Black Hole is actually kind of weird and interesting and strange and mysterious. And so I recommend if you're into your science fiction and you don't mind a movie with a few flaws, um, it's kind of a an interesting first look at Weirder sci-fi aimed at kids, so it's a it's a good one.
1: Hmm, that does sound very interesting. Actually,
0: it's yeah, I'd recommend checking it out. It might not be for everyone, but I
1: like it. Hmm, cool. Is it better than Harvest Moon?
0: It is better than Harvest Moon. It does have a giant red robot in it that's quite scary. Cool. Um, I
1: like a big, like a good red robot.
0: There's a distinct lack of scary robots in Harvest Moon, ergo. I have no time for it.
1: Not out of 20.
0: Not out of 20, no scary pumpkin-based robots.
1: Yeah. Yeah, pumpkin robot. That would make sense, right?
2: Yeah.
0: The Harvest Moon is like the Death Star, but it's like yep. a pumpkin.
1: Yeah. It's, it's no moon.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no moon. It's a giant pumpkin, motherfuckers. That was the original line, by the way, in Star Wars. Yep. Um, No,
1: no, no, I I thought that was the line that they put in at the insistence of fans, even though (laughs) though Samuel L. Jackson was opposed to it.
0: Um, Alec Guinness, you could not stop him from (laughs) saying motherfuckers at any given opportunity.
1: He was cussing all the time. There was an
0: awful lot that they had to cut from the original Star Wars because he would refuse to say the lines they were given him.
1: Everyone referred to him as Alec fucking Guinness because... (laughs) he said fuck all the time
0: Obi fuck Kenobi that's a fucking name (laughs) I haven't heard in a fucking long time motherfuckers
1: (laughs) or he'd say Obi wank and Obi (laughs) as a joke and they'd be like cut (laughs) there goes (laughs) Alec Guinness again
0: (laughs) he'd just be there cackling away going ha 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 I get to sit around in a bathrobe pretending to be a Jedi This is (laughs) (laughs)
1: laughing to himself like an absolute maniac
0: yes exactly
1: Oh, poor old Alec Guinness (laughs) and his memory that we've just insulted.
0: He is a wonderful actor.
1: He was a very, very good actor. I also own, there's a really interesting book. It's called his commonplace book. And it's like, it's called A A Commonplace Book by Alec Guinness. And it's just like a bunch of all random crap from his journals from over the years. And it's got like poems and photos and notes for books that never got made and stuff. And it's really fascinating.
0: And and you look at some of the fantastic movies that he was in over the years. I mean, obviously, people think of Star Wars, but that's just nothing really in comparison to the other stuff he was in, like Dr. Zhivago, um, Lawrence of Arabia, obviously, things like The Bridge on the River Kwai,
1: Kind Hearts and Coronets, um, You've seen Lady that one?
0: Killers as well. Um, yeah. He's a fantastic actor. Absolutely. Do you
1: want to watch some black and white movies? He's your guy.
0: He is your guy.
1: Yeah. He did. He did some color stuff as well, but yeah.
0: But yeah, he he was brilliant. But he also apparently loved saying the word motherfucker, which you know can't fault yep. him for that.
1: He he was a foul-mouthed old dude.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway, so Harvest Moon. What else can we even say about this movie, Paddy?
1: Um. Okay, we've covered the fact that the there's no emotional dad speech the dad just has like money troubles and is always talking to his money man the accountant guy who i think is actually probably the best performance in the film the accountant guy because he's sort of weirdly chipper about everything
0: yeah i like him he he's a nice a nice little character something that that... a little bit different and interesting
1: at one point either him or the dad uses the phrase management directors to describe something to do with one of their business interests which is hilarious
0: business transactions
1: i've got to go and ask the management directors (laughs) um there's the when the when they go to the first barn dance which is where they they have the climactic shock horror reveal the dj is playing a country song that is the same kind of weird country song that's playing at another point earlier in the film (laughs) did you notice that (laughs) no It's it's like they could only afford the rights to one country song. And it's not even like a well-known country song. It's something about beer and trucks and a a good old woman or whatever. But it's the same song.
0: (laughs) That sounds like literally every country song though, Paddy. So I'm not going to lie. I think it might be an entirely different song.
1: Yeah. Also, there's a bit when, um, when she first steps onto the farm and she's like, looking at the rotten pumpkins and inspecting the pumpkins, there's this, like, harmonica music that comes in, like, soft harmonica music, and it is just like the, like, um, background music when you walk onto the ranch in Legend of Zelda Ocarina
0: of Time. Oh. It did sound familiar, actually. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Of.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe she stole it. So, of course, yeah, so let's just try and describe, try and describe the plot, even though, like, there's stuff in it that's, like, sexy horse riding and sexy touching in the barn. That's like it's like my dad wrote a porno level of story. But
0: but it's all it's all thoroughly pleasant though. There's nothing very seedy about this film at all.
1: Apart from the pumpkins, am I right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um it's all very it's all very nice. Like I know that we talk about it being an adaptation of Harvest Moon the video game, but it feels very similar almost to Stardew Valley.
1: Which, which is an awesome game which is a
0: phenomenal little video game where you play this guy who gets left a farm out in the country um you leave your day job and you go and just run this little farm and it's really sweet and you get to know all of the different people who live in your sit in your little village and yeah. do random quests and stuff like that it's a thoroughly pleasant little game
1: it's extremely good
0: um and it's really relaxing and this this film was relaxing to watch i i can't i know we i know we can crap on it a bit about it being kind of dull yeah but it was it was a relaxing pleasant film really wasn't it
1: well we're, la- we're, we're laughing at what we're laughing at is just the kind of generic nature of it and how it didn't it hasn't really tried to do anything spectacular or to provide a particularly engaging or engrossing or really like a story that's going to really grab you emotionally but it's not trying to do that so we're just mocking it as if it had but really it hasn't tried and why should it?
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not what this modus operandi is. Yeah,
1: but that doesn't mean we still can't laugh at its management directors. <laughs> exactly. Um. And the fact that they gave the rooster a name, but you never get to see the rooster. I went on about this Claire for ages and she was just really nonplussed. <laughs> but there's one point where like, she wakes up to the sound of the rooster and she's like, "What is that?" As if growing up in the city, you had we would have no idea what a rooster even is. Like, <laughs> as we have never seen like a film with a rooster in it or something. Like, it's a pretty common thing. Or never, yeah. She literally doesn't know what a rooster is because she's from the city. So yeah, she's she wakes up in the morning and then she sees him in the corridor and she's like, "What is that noise?" And he's like, "Oh, that's old Frankie, the rooster." And uh, and then we never see Frankie the Rooster. I wanted to see old Frankie the Rooster.
0: It's because Frankie the Rooster was actually the other brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretending to be a cockerel.
1: He's just he's just standing behind the barn.
0: Cock, cock, cock. By the way, can we have just a moment to recognise how great the word cockerel is in comparison to rooster? Yeah. Love what what the is cockerel. the
1: difference between a cockerel and a rooster? I don't
0: think there's any difference. It's just a different like name for it
1: or a a cock as they call it
0: cock of the walk
1: not not a penis yeah is yeah is there's a cock of the walk is that a rooster there's a lot going on here cockerel versus rooster a rooster also known as a cockerel or cock is an adult male gallinaceous bird there you go gallinaceous
0: (laughs) another excellent word
1: That, that is a fantastic word yeah. So yeah, big, big male testosterone chicken, rooster or a cockerel, but your your preferred term is cockerel.
0: Yeah, of course, cockerel. It's a great word.
1: Yeah. Oh, here's something I didn't know. A capon, c a p o n, is a castrated rooster. Ouch.
0: Uh-oh. Why would you do that? That's a uh, yeah. Oh, it they castrate them to improve the quality of their flesh for food.
1: Oh right. Okay. You don't want the testosterone flesh?
0: Apparently not, yeah. You just want all of that fat.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Well, lucky roosters then where that has not happened to them like old Frankie. But we don't get to see old Frankie.
0: We don't get to see old Frankie because he doesn't exist. Yeah. Why would there be a cockerel on a pumpkin farm?
1: Yeah, exactly. What would you need (laughs) it for? Other than just to wake you up in the morning.
0: (laughs) Literally the only reason.
1: Yeah, and of course in this film everyone's mum is dead. So not only is like her mum dead, his mum's dead and his wife's dead as well. It's a dead mum bonanza. And Every... he's got a daughter who's like 16 and says she's 10 and is obviously like way too old to be his actual daughter.
0: Yes. Um, and and plays a bit of a spina bifida moment as well.
1: Oh, oh yeah. But <laughs> what what oh, that was a Christmas prince, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. My mum's dead and there's no cure.
0: Yeah, it was like, my mum's dead and she's in heaven now, or she's with the angels now, or something like that. Something it was just like this that. unbelievably yeah. awkward turn of phrase um, that did make me giggle a little bit.
1: Yeah, so she's there to make sure that not only does our protagonist conform to the female stereotypes of loving shopping and being a fancy lady, but that she's also, she also has to be mumsy as well, because that's how you complete yourself as a woman.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. If I've learned anything from this movie, it's that all of the stereotypes of gender roles are entirely true.
1: Yeah, completely true. But again, it's not done in a way that's too over the top, really. It's just sort of there and you're like, okay, fine. I could get worked up about this if I want to, but it's not offending me. It's not really necessarily like pushing anything. It's just conforming to stereotypes.
0: No, and I, I did worry every so often. I was thinking, how many of the people in this movie, how many of these characters would have voted for Donald Trump? All of them. <laughs> that's <was> like probably <laughs> all of them.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, so then that so that's the plot basically. You've got the um, she falls for the sexy farm man, and she saves them by marketing Grandma's cream as an artisanal, expensive product end of, but you also got the younger farm boy who is 18 and there's a kind of will he won't he thing with the girl in the cafe where he doesn't have the confidence to, to ask her to the dance, but she's going to step in with a dance montage. Oh yeah.
0: I did enjoy the dance montage.
1: That was the best bit probably. Yeah. What was the song? It was some generic kind of eighties rock sounding song, wasn't it? Yeah. Some kind of montage song.
0: Yeah. An appropriate montage song.
1: Yeah, yeah, so there's that. And then he gets a musical scholarship to college just for knowing how to play guitar and sing country songs, which I really hate to crap on that, but that doesn't happen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly how it happens in this fairy tale version of the real world, Paddy.
1: Well, yeah, if you're going to the University of Beer and Trucks... (laughs)
0: and why wouldn't you want to go to um the university of beer and trucks
1: actually i i would go there that'd be very very good get
0: your beer get your trucks and don't do both at the same time obviously
1: do a phd in good old time old-fashioned hoedown music
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'd be fully on board with that i'm not gonna lie
1: and again, there's there's kind of twi- like tinges throughout it of of them being into country music, but they should they should have gone harder on that. I think had one of them have like a massive like country band, who, and have lots of scenes of them playing and them having to dance to their awful music and stuff.
0: Yeah, I I feel as though the fact that honky tonk badonkadonk by Trace Adkins oh my did not God. play at any point in this movie. <laughs>
1: Have we have we talked about honky tonk badonkadonk before?
0: I don't know, but I love that it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> I wish it was a movie. <laughs> honky tonk badonkadonk. The movie. I would be fully on board with that. I love that there's a line in it about slapping your grandma.
1: Yeah, one, two, slap your grandma.
0: It's like it's like a. I'll
1: post it in the show notes. Yeah, if it's like a like song.
0: a disco country anthem. If you've never heard honky tonk badonkadonk,
1: it's like country rap. It's... and he he's also a christian but made a so, like a rap country song about slapping bottoms in the club
0: yeah it's 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 unbelievable it's what kid rock wish, wishes he was
1: yeah yeah this is like kid rock 2.0
0: yeah when 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 kid rock was going around I'm pretending to be what did he call himself the american badass was that
1: kid rock <laughs> I think that was Kid Rock, yeah.
0: Trace Atkins was here just being like, you know what? Fucking honky tonk donk Yeah.
1: He's 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 like I've been a Christian good boy all my life. It's time to get naughty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost as good as the song that I posted last week, which is take a knee my ass I won't take a knee. <laughs> did you listen to
0: it? I did. It was incredible. It, it's
1: yeah. Oh, it's, oh, whoops! I I googled honky tonk badonkadon. I forgot the K on the end.
0: <laughs> Isn't that a Pokemon?
1: <laughs> yeah, badonkadon. <laughs> it's one of the legendary Pokemon. It's shaped like both a guitar and a gun to represent country music. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, honky tonk badonkadonk has its own Wikipedia page. <laughs>
0: You're kidding me, that's incredible.
1: We've been on a lot of very good Wikipedia pages today. I think this is better than Root Vegetables or Alec Guinness. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, Trace Adkins didn't write it. Boo. It was written by Jamie Johnson, Dallas Davidson and Randy Hauser. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so this is content from the Wikipedia page. According to Jamie Johnson, who co-wrote the song with Dallas Davidson and Randy Hauser, the idea for Honky Tonk Badonkadonk came up came when Johnson, Davidson and Hauser were watching a young woman dancing at a club. Hauser came up with the title Honky Tonk Badonkadonk in reference to the slang term Badonkadonk, which references shapely buttocks. Within an hour, the three had written the song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me does not surprise me
1: no it it does not sound like they worked on it for longer than an hour
0: what i like is it's ringtone received more than 75,000 downloads holy
1: shit that's the era of ringtones isn't it yeah. 2005. 2005 remember that 2005. One? you'd like you're like i'm going to pay money to download a ringtone
0: yeah it was weird wasn't it you used to you used to like buy a music magazine and then there'd be like two pages in the back which were just like here's a list of ringtones you can buy for your phone
1: yeah, well, it was really big on the iTunes store, ringtones, and like the, the ringtone of the song was usually like 70p, and the song was 79p, but you had to have the ringtone file format to play it as a ringtone. You couldn't just download an mp3 and use that as the ringtone. Jesus.
0: Yeah, that would like, be, be far too difficult.
1: Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> But even then, even in 2005, I already knew that anyone who set, who sets their phone to actually make a noise when it can vibrate is a fucking criminal.
0: Yeah. Get out.
1: Yeah. Get in the bin. <laughs> like, you will hear it vibrating. You will feel it vibrating. Don't have it make a noise. You are ruining my train journey slash office day slash life.
0: <laughs> Did you know that Trace Atkins' album, which has Honky Donk Badonkadonk on it, um is called Songs About Me <laughs>
1: <laughs> So he's saying he, he's got a hon- he's the one with the honky tonk He is the one, one with the
0: honky tonk donk donk
1: Wow it's the last song as well
0: <laughs> I mean so what you're, a, what an album You probably going to sit
1: through like 10 songs of weepy I I respect God and the flag and the flag of my country stuff before you get to honky tonk badonkadonk to round it all off,
0: well, <laughs> there is one there called "Find Me a Preacher." Yeah, say so preacher man, maybe I'm looking for. I want some more lyrics, but honky tonk badonkadonk is one of the worst and best things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so
1: How does the Wikipedia page not have the lyrics on it? I know. Boo. I know. Wait, I'm going to Google honky tonk badonkadonk lyrics. See, this is this is what we do when the film is so boring and unblessed that all we need to do is, yeah, we need to distract ourselves by talking about honky tonk ba a So, all right, boys, this is her favourite song. You know that, right? So, are these, are these lyrics? Does this make sense? Hustlers shooting eight ball, throwing darts at the walls, feeling damn near ten feet tall. Here she comes, Lord help us all. Old T.W.'s girlfriend done slapped him out his chair. Poor old boy, it ain't his fault it's so hard not to stare at that honky tonk badonkadonk. donk <laughs> Yeah. Keeping perfect rhythm make you want to swing along. Got it going on like Donkey Kong. And ooh, well, shut my mouth, slap your grandma. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a great song. What can yeah. I say?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um... 'll put, I'll put it in the show notes, yeah, classic it's,
0: classic it's of its genre,
1: yeah, so yeah, that something a bit zany like that would have done a lot to perk this film up. it's a low energy film, right
0: it is it is
1: it is um so yeah, so it's 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 perfectly fine you you watch it, you let the romance wash over you, it's fine. No, none of the actors are necessarily good. None of them are bad. Although the the female protagonist, I think her name is her, The actress is called Jessie Shram. Uh, she was in the show Nashville, which I actually really like. I think it's a very good show. Did you ever see Nashville? I never saw it. No. It sort of tailed off towards the end, and I think it. Yeah, they they eventually stopped making it, but it's um it's very very good, especially the early seasons. Really really great kind of look at all the record labels and stuff with really good original music. I think if you hate country, you'll find it hard to stomach, but it's very, it's, um, it's really good. It was one of my favorite dramas for a while. As you know, I'm not a big drama guy. Like I find it hard to sit through so many hours of a TV show, but um, Nashville, I really got into a few years ago.
0: I have heard very good things about it actually. Yeah. I, I, it's not the kind of show I'd necessarily watch, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I've heard very good stuff.
1: It's good. Good cast. And they genuinely find, like, musically talented people to appear on it as well.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. So that's good. And she's called Jessie, and the male protagonist is an actor called Jessie as well.
0: Which is sweet. Double Jessie.
1: Jessie and Jessie.
0: Jessie is a friend.
1: (laughs) No, he's been a good friend of mine. So... That came on in the karaoke bar, someone wasn't singing it, it was like one of the in-between karaoke song songs, uh... and none of the people I was with had ever heard it before. Oh really? Yeah. I was like and then I stormed out. I was like, nobody in Leeds has heard of Rick Springfield. This is bullshit.
0: That is that is surprising actually.
1: Yeah. So that was a sad moment. <laughs> yes. So you got Jesse and Jesse. And then the guy who played Phil the farmhand is called Hrothgar Matthews.
0: I know. What a great name, eh?
1: Absolute legend. I love him and I want to watch all of his films. (laughs) Oh, dog, he's Canadian. Of course he is. He is known for his work on Reindeer Games, Human Cargo and The Core. What's Reindeer Games?
0: That's a, um, isn't that an action movie? It's a Ben Affleck film.
1: You're quite right, Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron.
0: Um, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but there's something... It it twigged in the back of my mind.
1: Oh, and Isaac Hayes is in it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Rothgar Matthews was in it as an exit guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Impressive. But I wasn't interested that in this I had seen Jesse Schram somewhere before, which was on Nashville. Like, often with these kind of films... There's usually kind of people you've never seen any of these people before in your life. And you know that all they do is make these kind of films.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this time around, there was that, that person in it that you kind of recognized, which is nice.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at this on IMDb has led me to a list of Hallmark movies, 2015, 2015. And wow, they all look awful. You've got (laughs) (laughs) bridal wave.
0: Impressive. (laughs)
1: A Wish Come True, So You Said Yes, which sounds like something that would be on a medical pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) Cloudy with a Chance of Love.
0: Oh, that's a great name.
1: Perfect Match. I feel like I've seen that one. A Country Wedding. Oh, shit, dog. This is the film that I wanted autumn... Autumn Pumpkin Farm is that Harvest Moon (laughs) this is the film that I wanted Autumn Pumpkin Farm Autumn Pumpkin Farm and of course the main actor is called (laughs) Jesse Jesse Metcalf yeah sparks fly when an engaged country music singer reconnects with a childhood friend yes this is the shit
0: we should have got on that really shouldn't we yeah we've done a double bill
1: yeah yeah because like I want to pick that for my next film but I don't want us to watch more Hallmark movies just yet (laughs) I feel like if we're gonna watch all of them at once it should be some kind of special maybe. True,
0: true. And plus we are going to get onto something special next. Yeah. Um so so have you got anything else to say about this movie, or shall we get onto um, scoring?
1: I don't know if I do actually. No, I think I think we've said everything that needs to be said about this. It's alright, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. So how many pumpkins? Does it take to make your face cream?
0: <laughs> it takes, uh, it takes ten. I think this movie is the definition of Bon Joviing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking too. I once again, we find ourselves in agreement. This is a Bon Jovi film of the highest order.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm never going to watch it again. But I'd not angry at myself for having watched it in the first place.
1: No. You're not going to slap your grandma.
0: I'm not going to slap my grandma.
1: Yeah. As the next line goes, there ought to be a law. Get the sheriff on the phone.
0: Yeah, but there's no need for a law here. No,
1: I'm not going to call the sheriff about this. He's got more important things to do.
0: He does indeed. (laughs) Cool.
1: So what is happening next? We're about to enter the month of October. So what are we going to do?
0: So it's now tradition. As of last year, anyway, that the month of October is our Halloween month, and Ooh. so we will be watching some Scoop, Scoopy,
1: <laughs> Scoopy
0: Doo. some Scoopy Doo. <laughs> What's wrong with my brain tonight? I can't speak. We're going to be watching, a dog that can pick up his own poop. <laughs> we're going to be watching uh, some spooky movies that also have some love involved. Some spooky movies. Some 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 lovely ghosts. Some lovely vampires, etc. I love um, lovely ghosts. So, so first off, Paddy, in terms of uh, we 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 sort of have investigated what horror movies we would like to watch or what scary yeah. lovely movies. We have a plan. We do have a plan, and I was thinking that the first one to watch would maybe be a little bit of a zombie love story, star some mm-hmm. people we like, um, warm bodies,
1: warm bodies. I I remember seeing the trailer. And the posters and thinking it looked cool but never getting around to see it, which is good.
0: Yeah, I have never seen it myself. So All right. it will be new for me as well.
1: Very good. Very good.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, right. so let's we will have that ready for you to begin yeah. our scary, scary month of Halloween. Ooh, Ooh Spooky. Ooh, scoopy. Scooky. Scooky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's like um like kooky, but Scooky,
0: yeah, exactly. Kooky, scary. Scooky, yeah. yeah, like the kooks. <laughs> oh, that was a very oh. naive thing to say. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I see what you did there. I, 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 did I there.
0: don't know the name of any other songs by that. Yeah. so what, <laughs> that's going to be about that
1: um... really that really annoying like jaunty one that they always used to play everywhere. That's, that's every like, song. Wah-oh, oh. Wah-oh, uh, uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh <laughs> oh. Uh oh cakes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they can go away.
0: I think they did, didn't they? <laughs>
1: they definitely did.
0: Uh,
1: uh, cool. Well, I, I think that's I think that's all of our business for this week, then, isn't it? Indeed. Harvest Moon's all right. Watch it on Netflix if you want. It's you know it's on there. It will pass the time on an autumn day. Yeah. Why it, not?
0: Chuck it on while you're making your Sunday roast. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Put it on in the background yeah. when you're doing other stuff, and you'll find it's thoroughly fine.
1: It's a it's a roast movie. Yeah, exactly. Not, not in the Comedy Central
0: sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, yeah, thanks, as always, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. That'd be nice. Help more people. Spread the gospel of Big Boys Don't Cry. Um, and we'll be back next week to talk about warm
0: bodies. Indeedy. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Don't get down, but don't get down. Keeping.